Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hidden. Cleanse all of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Surpass them all. 
For he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying, and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? And they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. And then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Thank you. 
what they are arguing about, and as they settle in in an Austin Capernaum that evening, he asks them what they were talking about along the way. They wouldn't tell him. They knew they were in the wrong. Nothing he had taught them so far would support such pride and arrogance. Perhaps they waited to be scolded, but he didn't exactly scold them, did he? He told them they must be last if they'd like to be first. They must serve. They must welcome the most vulnerable among them. Then he invited a child to come forward. And he held the child in his arms. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Not just me, but the one who sent me. Was very unexpected. Jesus was very gentle and nurturing, and in the aftermath of and in contrast to the disciples' prideful competition, and in that gentle nurture, there was great power. There is power in compassionately seeing who in the room does not have privilege. And I don't think he was just referring to children. There is power in noticing the privileges we each have and humbly shifting that power, that privilege, into the hands of those who have less. Somewhere in the power of that kind of humility, we may have an inkling of how to heal the biggest wounds we as humans have cast upon one another. Somewhere in there, we have what we need to disentangle ourselves from the foundational misconceptions about the economy of human value. Somewhere in this scene of Jesus with a child in his arms, we can release ourselves from the narratives of human hierarchy that we use our scriptures to justify. And then maybe, we will look at children and their elders and honor their personhood. We will look at immigrants and citizens and honor their journey. Look at refugees and soldiers and honor their desire to be safe. Look at women and children and men and see humans who should never, never be touched against their will. Look in the mirror and know what privileges society has given to us. Look at prisoners and prison guards and see a brother or a sister. Look in the mirror again and know what oppressions we each have suffered. Look in the mirror and see a child in the arms of Christ. What if one way to get there is to reframe repurpose the wisdom of our forebearers. The capable wife reading still pulls at my attention, and I get curious about the Christian metaphor of the marriage between Christ and the church. For me, while still problematic, this is helpful. This read could teach me something about what it is for us to be the church, what it is to be a disciple. Wives were, and too often still are, mainly valued for their ability to follow and obey husbands. At baptism, Christians are asked, if we promise, to follow and obey Christ. It is worth wondering about the fact that Christians at baptism are asked if we will behave towards Christ as wives were asked to behave throughout history. It is worth replacing the word wife with the word church or the word disciple or the word or the word Christian. We could replace the word husband with Jesus or God or even humanity. And while we're messing with things, why not use the alternative translations of the Hebrew word ideal? which instead of capable, could mean strong, valiant, or excellent. And then, we have a proverb wherein we, 
as an excellent church are more precious than jewels, the hearts of both humanity and Christ trust in us. We open our hands to the poor and reach out to the needy. It's worth wondering where we can find the diamonds among the stumbling blocks of our own religion and turn them like a prism to find new color and new light and new love, new guidance. It is worth being as curious, as creative, as humble, and as playful as children as we ask God to direct our course and open our hearts to one another. It is worth noting that children are fierce. And I pray we may be fierce as well in our renunciation of dominance and our reclaiming of the dignity of every human being. James, 
for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of Him. Pray that they may find and be found by Him. I ask your prayers for the departed. Pray for those who have died. Praise God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored. Pray that one day we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own way. O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people, and the multitude of your mercies look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O Lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor.
Uh, today we, we learned about uh, the sanctus, which is a Latin word that means holy, right? And there's only one, there is only one in all of the in all of the universe and beyond who gets three holies. Holy, 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 Lord God. And we, we pray that before we uh, before we say the prayer of consecration to set apart ordinary things to make them holy. So it was a it was a wonderful conversation. Let's see. So I was a little bit um, not only heavy. Lots of announcements. I always say this, but please do really read them. We have an amazing amount of really cool stuff going on. Pray on Wednesday is turning out to be more wonderful than we could have imagined. So please join us after nine or number four. It's just a terrific um, opportunity to pray in the middle of the week in our beautiful chapel, and I commend it to you. And on Sunday, September 30th, so next Sunday at five o'clock. We are actually hosting a community even song. The, the choirs uh, from Good Shepherd Acton, from St. Anne's in Lincoln, and from St. Elizabeth's in Sudbury are joining with our choir. And all of the clergy are coming. And hopefully, people from all of the congregations, including you all, will be here because it will be amazing to have an enormous choir singing that beautiful um, choral even song. There's a little reception afterwards where we can greet our neighbors. One of the priorities of our new regional town, Martha Hubbard, is that churches find ways to do things in collaboration. And you can imagine, I was so excited and proud to be able to tell her when I first met her that we were already doing this. This was already on the calendar. So we're leading the way with a collaborative worship effort, and I do encourage you to come, even if you've never been to an even song, uh, just so we can be robust hosts um, to our neighbors. And let's see. My final thing is today we want to commission our altar guild. So if you are on the altar guild, please come forward so everybody can see how many folks do this important work of handling our sacred and holy things and bringing them to our worship space. A very unsung ministry because if they're doing it right, don't notice the thing. But as I told them on Saturday, the priests know, we notice. We notice how beautifully things are set up and how lovingly and faithfully our services are prepared. So thank you all.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the first day of the week overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever seek this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Take into remembrance the 
Christ died for you and be on your hearts by faith for thanksgiving.